Welcome to Sliding Doors, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shape our lives. I am Jenny Becker, and throughout my life, career and relationships, I've always been fascinated with the notion that everything happens for a reason, alongside my love for the 90s movie classic, Sliding Doors. Have you ever really thought about those moments that shaped your life? Those decisions that could have gone either way in the opportunities presented to you? What if you had taken that job? or told that person in high school how much you liked them. Each episode, I will talk to some amazing people from all walks of life and chat about their sliding doors moments. We will reflect on how a decisional moment changed the course of their lives and how things might have looked if they had never happened. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My guest today is Cuppy. Cuppy is professionally known as DJ Cuppy, a Nigerian DJ, radio host and producer with over 9 million followers on Instagram, who recently graduated from Oxford University with a master's degree in African studies. Cuppy, who was born Florence, grew up in Lagos, moving to London at the age of 13. Her DJ life has taken her to some amazing places where she has played at some of the world's most prestigious events, including Glastonbury, the Monaco Grand Prix and the Elton John AIDS Foundation Gala. Cuppy is a global citizen and Save the Children ambassador, and the welfare of young people is close to her heart. She started the Cuppy Foundation in 2018, and the Foundation's Cuppy Gold Gala raised $17 million to help displaced children across Nigeria. In 2020, Cuppy was inducted into the Forbes magazine's 30 Under 30 class. She has established the Cuppy Africa Oxford Scholars Fund, pledging a gift of over £100,000 to Africa Oxford Initiative to support African graduate students at Oxford. If that wasn't enough, she has also been the host of BBC One Extra's Sunday Breakfast Show. She is a force of nature and I cannot wait to chat to her today all about her Sliding Doors moments. So welcome to Sliding Doors, Cuppy. Listen, the pleasure is all mine, Jenny. And I was just saying and thinking about what this means to me. I'm a big fan of, I'm not even going to say podcast, just this experience, because everything varies from guest to guest. And I'm hoping to bring a bit of my cuppy pink flavor today. Every, every conversation is different for you, I know. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. And you, those of you that can't see, but there's a lot of pink in the background. So I'm excited <laughs> well, to embrace the pink. Yeah, I'm speaking to you from the Pink Penthouse, which is in London. And, you know, again, that's something so unique about my brand. I don't just, you know, it's not just about the feeling and the um, the kind of identity I have. I eat, sleep, breathe and live my yeah. identity. And that's something I'm excited to speak to the listeners about being yourself. Amazing. Yeah, of course. And do you want to explain then to our listeners in your own words, kind of who you are and what you do? Because there's so many different yeah. sides to you. I know. Well, I am Cuppy. Um, I'm known ultimately as a DJ, an international DJ. I was born and raised in Nigeria, in Lagos, Nigeria. And I moved to the UK when I was 16. Um, and, you know, I'm such a hybrid of different things. So as well as being a DJ, I've been a radio host. I've also been an artist and have an album. And also 
I'm a philanthropist. So I'm just a cocktail of elements. And I think for me, mostly the constant is the fact that everything I do involves creativity. Everything I do involves being my own, my authentic self. And those are the two things that kind of build my path. I mean, there are a few sprinkles here and there. Recently, actually, a lot of people know me as an Oxford graduate. Yeah, I recently graduated from Oxford University for my third degree. But I will tell you how that actually works into my wonderful world. Everything kind of naturally spins in. But it's just great to connect with the listeners. And yeah. it's great to introduce myself. Hi, guys. Cuppy. <laughs> and I love how you describe yourself as a cocktail. I think that's such a lovely way to describe yourself. And you originally grew up in Nigeria before moving to London when you were 13. So what was life like growing up for you? Life for me was, you know, it was interesting. Lagos, Nigeria is one of the most exciting, dynamic cities in the world. I couldn't be, I couldn't wish to be born anywhere else. You know, I was listening to music before I could even, you know, write or, or read. And music and song is something that's embedded in African culture. Um, and, you know, again, I was a sponge and that's how I soaked everything in. And my... My upbringing has really influenced who I am today because I moved mm -hmm. to the UK when I was 16. And um, I think much of my, my direction and my beliefs and my vibes and my visions are from my childhood because as Africans, you know, you grow up where everyone is so multifaceted. Yeah. You know, that's why I feel this ceiling of the UK saying, okay... Cuppy or Jenny, what are you? You are one mm -hmm. thing. But I grew up being told I could be anything. Everything, you know, yeah. my 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 teacher was also a chef, and my my um the you'll the the pilot was also somehow a dancer, and oh, I love it's that, that African, and and then as a woman being an African mother as being head of the household. So mm -hmm. you're told and you're, you're brought up to be strong. So that's definitely emulated in what I do now. For sure. And what was the dream when you were younger? What did you grow up wanting to be? I mean, it sounds like you had so many different things that you thought you could oh, be, but what, gosh. what was the dream? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I wanted to be a tennis player. So we did tennis camp. I wanted to be an uh, ice skater so we did Alexander Palace for a, a, a summer um wow. uh, I actually wanted to be an astronaut and it's still you know I still I still have never, maybe, maybe one day go, maybe I'll go to space yeah um, you never know but most importantly um what I wanted to be was never what I am and I think that's really important for listeners to understand life uh, if you are yourself, you are authentically you, life will have a beautiful way of swerving you towards your actual passions. I would have never said I wanted to be a musician. In fact, um, you know, I grew up in quite a privileged household and my parents were entrepreneurial and the idea was school, 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 so you can get a yeah. job, 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 so you can have a career, career, career. And so I, I always, you know, I always thought that's what I'm going to do. And it wasn't until I moved to the UK in my slightly naughty um, teenage years, you know, growing up in Africa, we would play literally in the fields and you would be out with nature. And, you know, in my kind of experience being a teenager here, suddenly you're in the clubs, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in the discos, you're in the barn yeah. parties. And I had a tough time growing up here culturally, you know, I mm -hmm. sound, I looked different and this was... This was over 10 years ago. Um, but, you know, the UK is so multicultural, but, you know, it wasn't embracing as much as it is now. And so I always felt, you know, in the part, like little things, like we would play hockey in school and I would be the last to be chosen or yeah. I didn't, I had different tastes in food and my hair was different. And I found for whatever reason, you know, those discos, school discos I used to hate, I just would just stare at the DJ and just really go on a musical journey. And I missed Nigeria so much. And it was the year I was in school, the year the first generation iPod came out. And my mom had filled it with loads of music from home. Oh, Artists amazing. like Fela Kuti, King Sonny Ade, uh, um, Don Jazzy, Debanj, Nigerian, you know, kind of godfathers of music. And yeah. so my escapism was music when I was homesick. And... Um, as soon as I got my fake ID, <coughs> I was out. <coughs> I was in the West End and it was really, really amazing. Again, 
not the partying, but the looking at the power the DJ had to make you forget to escape yeah. for those few hours. And then I would look at the DJ like I would, would look at anyone else, you know, look at a, a president or look at someone in power and think, why is that a white man? Why is that mm-hmm. an older woman? And why is it not yeah. a black man? And again, coming from this African background where we have to create opportunities for ourselves, I was like, I want to be that person amazing I love that first of all I love the fact that we brought it back to iPod days because I really miss my iPod I have so many good playlists I actually oh I love streaming but it's like now we're too we're spoiled for choice and I always say this like especially to those really young listeners I love the fact that technology is here it allows us to do what we do so people listening to this can connect with us but then also it almost makes us kind of suffer from an overindulgent of material like now like I don't even know what to listen to because I can listen to anything that's an amazing story there and I love the fact that you know you really kind of found yourself or found something that made you fit in so then how did you go from staring at someone thinking I'd love to do that to actually becoming a DJ well that journey in itself is um is is quite interesting again you know I not only did I kind of go from staring at the DJ to becoming a DJ I did it through full-time education higher education three times I went to King's College New York University and Oxford and a lot of it was hard work and there's doing it in an environment that is you know easy and then there's doing it as a black woman in the UK Mm -hmm. um So I was always strategic, and this is why I believe so much in education, because it wasn't about what I learned in the classroom. It was about the discipline. It's about having a plan. You know, you've got material, you study for it, and you get examined for it. And having that discipline of focus is what education gives you. So I looked at it, I was like, cool, how am I going to get gigs? Who books the gigs? Is it the agent? Is it the managers? Is it the venues? I literally mapped out how I was going to get there. And, you know, um, I also then had to obsess. This is I sat on YouTube and watched a bunch of DJs doing the same thing. And I remember being like 17 and all my friends were turning 18. And I would say, I will literally DJ for your birthday for free. And I but that's what you need to do, isn't it? You need to engross yourself, put yourself forward, start from the beginning. And I was so I was so and again, I love this podcast because it's so honest. I was awful in the beginning. I must have ruined and anyone's who anyone's 18-year-old birthday I ruined, I will give you a free gig now. You know, but that's the thing. I <laughs> I have start had somewhere. to you got to start somewhere and you've got to develop and you and mm-hmm. that's the thing though. I really want people to understand you've got to put yourself out there. I had practiced yeah. so many times until you're in front of that crowd and you've got people to deliver to, you'll never be ready. And I built confidence through that. Yeah. And I think sometimes today we see people in the limelight, in the celebrity world, and we think when we don't get to where they are really quickly, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get there. But they don't realize all of the hard work that's gone beforehand to get there in the first place. A hundred percent. I saw the coolest video of like Ed Sheeran in a pub, like performing. No one was listening. Everyone starts somewhere. And I think often, you know, because of my, you know, my my father's extremely well known as a businessman, very successful. Mm -hmm. And people often you know kind of and it frustrates me they associate my success with him and they don't realize that actually that is the reason I am in the UK and I focus on the UK because you know I do find the UK because I'm not a child of a lord or lady basically if I'm not a good DJ those doors that have opened will close up simple as and that's why I really want everyone to understand whatever you do do it well yes a hundred percent. And what's the best gig that you've ever done in, in your DJ life? Okay, I've done a few. So um, some ones that come to mind that I've have just been epic for me. Like um, I DJed for I DJed for my country. I DJed for the presidential inauguration, and that Incredible. was a beautiful thing. And it was amazing to honor my country in that way. And um, that was amazing. I've also DJed, um, for example, um, I did Glastonbury last year and that was magical. How was that? Was that amazing? That was phenomenal. It was just amazing. Like, and it's such a great crowd and just being part of that energy, there's something in the air there. Um, And other gigs particular, I'm really proud of myself for DJ. I've DJed at the UN headquarters, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I've DJed in Ibiza and I've DJed in really cool places. Um, and I, it's not only 
many where I've DJed who I've DJed for and for, for that I'm exactly. very proud of. Um, I've DJed for Elton John. I've DJed oh, for amazing. Naomi Campbell. And, you know, my DJing has taken me around the world, but also I've done really cool things. Like I've had a radio show. I launched an African radio show on Apple Music. Yeah. I was on doing the breakfast show on BBC One Extra. And that's the thing. I want people to understand that your dream is just the core. It'll spread you wide and it'll take you places. And... One of the things that I love about my job is that it doesn't feel like work. Find a job yes. you love, never work. Uh. You know, I hate the, I always say to my team, my manager, it's like the getting there, the pre and the post. But when I'm on those decks and I'm doing what I do, I'm just happy. Amazing. That's so nice. I can almost like feel the energy that you get from it from where you're speaking. Yeah. And we've said before, like you've done so much and you currently do so much that like you've got a degree in business and economics. You've done a master's in African studies. You're a global citizen and save the children ambassador. For you, what gives you the most joy in your life? You know, I recently turned 30. And if you asked me that before, it would probably be, oh, you know, the fact that I've been able to work with brands and the fact that I've been able to make a career out of fun or the fact that I'm, you know, the most followed on social media or whatever. But now it's actually giving back and I'm finding mm -hmm. I'm finding the 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 fact that I'm somehow going through these doors that actually a lot of people in my position and my race and my gender don't go through gives yeah. me that honor of keeping doors open. So when I perform anywhere and when I do anything, I'm always now looking for impact. Um, yeah. So you highlighted my recent, um, my recent study at Oxford, which was very difficult. And I'm a very honest person. I've also become extremely honest with my fans. I call my fans, my cupcakes, you know, nice. um, adult education is extremely difficult at Oxford mm -hmm. and I did it at 29 and I struggled and you know one thing that I'm really proud of as well is the fact that I not only got my certificate degree but I was able to set up the cuppy fund and that yes. for me is one of the proudest achievements and I've now created a lane and created an entry point for African students particularly at Oxford that for me is way cooler than a degree. It's incredible. And we're going to talk about that a bit more in your sliding doors moments because it's such an amazing achievement. And I love what you said there because there is a bit of a switch that flicks when you turn 30 where things have to feel like they've got more meaning to them. I had the same. I changed jobs because I was like, I just need to do something that feels like I'm giving back a bit more than what I yeah. did before. So you're so right. Um, yeah. And for those of you that don't know much about you, pink is a very prominent part in your life. And I just pink wanted you to explain is. your own words. Why pink? Why does it mean so much to you? Well, um, pink is a huge part of my life. Um, I live in the pink penthouse. My hair has pink. My car's pink. Um, and the reason that actually came always a bit of substance. Um, so when I first started DJing, which is super male-dominated, you know, uh, the first thing I was, oh, wow, she's a DJ. Can she actually play? You know, if women aren't very good. Maybe they're going to be emotional and play slow songs. And I constantly yeah. had this challenge, and I was so so over it and I always viewed pink as an over feminized over feminized color so mm -hmm. I actually took that weakness of being a woman and decided to make it my strength and my brand identity so I was like oh okay you guys keep saying I'm a woman I'm gonna rock up with pink hair and pink yes. headphones and you know make this something that is evident and it's become part of my thing yeah, I love it. And you've got such a great energy about it as well. And it really suits you. Um, Thank you. So before we go on to talking about your moments specifically, I'm just going to ask you, what do you believe in when it comes to the sliding doors theory? So the theory that everything happens for a reason, fate, yeah. timing, coincidence, what are your beliefs? I personally absolutely believe in that. So I think that, you know, I was talking about this way in which life has a wonderful way of directing you. It's like, you know, even with your story, you said you moved jobs. You never imagined you'd kind of be, you know, championing this sliding door movement. And, you know, I think with so many young people, I, I also never thought I'd be copy. I never thought I'd be a DJ. I never thought I'd have these amazing things happen. And so the idea of, you know, I believe in destiny. I think you're going mm -hmm. to be who 
you are going to be. It's how you get there and how long it takes you to get there and how hard or how easy it is, who you meet on your way there, who goes there with you or who Mm -hmm. kind of drops off on the journey. And I think that that really comes from... You know, and I've struggled with it. It's not until I've turned 30 recently that I've realized, you know, that idea of let it be, you know? Yeah. It is what it is and it is what it isn't. And it's one of those things that is so hard. And in a world where sometimes we feel like we're not in control, it's very hard mm-hmm. to um, to allow things to be. But I certainly do believe that everything happens for a reason. And yes. so many amazing things that have happened in my life, which will come to including my recent engagement have been because I've just let things be. But also another thing is there's just letting be, but there's also actually being open to letting things be. Yes. And that's another big part, I'm sure, of the theory where, you know, if you want to be fluid and you want to have um, movement in your life, you have to be ready for it. It's almost like stretching before, yes. you know, you go on that big marathon You know, you've got to allow yourself be fluid and that's not always easy. Yeah. Oh, all of that. I fully believe in. And you're an amazing example of kind of hard work opportunity as well but I love the whole thing of letting it be um, and it leads us nicely onto your first line doors moment which I cannot wait to delve into so saying yes to Ryan proposing so Ryan is obviously your fiance yes. so do you want to explain to us how you met and exactly why this is such a sliding doors moment in your life well um so Ryan Taylor is my fiance he's a well-known BMX and YouTuber and the reason this is so sliding door for me is that I got engaged after 48 hours. No. Yes. Wow. Oh I my had, gosh. I had never, I, you know, so 48 hours before I became Mrs. Taylor to be, I didn't know he existed. And so you hadn't even met him? No. <gasps> okay, so let's take it right back. How did you meet and where were you at as well at the time in your life when you met him? Yeah, so I met him when I had just turned 30 and... Um, I'm super into cars. This is, again, being fluid. I took time off to go on a rally called Gumball 3000. And it's Mm -hmm. a cool rally. You drive around for a week. You cover 3,000 miles. And my team was called the Pink Army. And, you know, it was a full female team. And we were driving. um, And this Gumball, it's annually in different regions. It happened to be the first time it was in the Middle East. And we drove through beautiful cities like Muscat, Abu Dhabi, Dubai. It was just the most beautiful oh. drive. So we're on this rally. There's a hundred other, ninety nine other cars, and we're driving down a mountain, and I almost hit um, a cyclist, um, and I'm sort of panicking. And um, this guy looks, you know, sort of livid, and is coming towards the. I break, and he's coming towards the door, the car door, and I slide the car, my window open you know, thinking, oh my gosh, I must say sorry. And yeah, it's Ryan Taylor. And, you know, he sort of softens his face and I soften my face. And I can tell you that is when we fell in love. And Oh for, my God, I've got tingles. I know. And for the rest of the rally, we were inseparable and he proposed at the finish line. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, and so was- the sliding door moment is me actually saying yes. And now us being five months engaged together. Incredible. But I mean, we can take it right back to the fact that you went on the trip, but the fact that yeah. he was on the bike at the time that you were going, it's like God or it's, destiny yeah, was telling no, you to me. This is what I'm saying. There was, what are the odds? You know, I, I wasn't very open to the trip. There were, you know, driving tirelessly for a week and, you know, and him have, and bear in mind, he had been on the rally for the four days already. Wow. I hadn't come across him, hadn't met him. You know, um, he drives way faster than me, but he happened to be on his BMX bicycle that day. And I happened to be coming down the mountain and it was just such, it was just a beautiful (sighs) moment. I, and you know, I wind my window down cause he's, he's upset. Like, Oh my God, this, this, this drive almost hit me and I'm, I'm about to apologize. And it just like the world froze. And, um, oh, and wow. I actually, I never actually apologize. I should probably apologize. <laughs> One day. And where were you at kind of in your relationship status? So yeah, you said you just turned is, 30. Yeah. Like, where were you? Were you, were you sworn off men? Could you not yeah. be bothered? Had you been single no, for a long is, time? Well, this is the thing. And this is why I was saying to listeners, you know, to have a sliding door moment, you have to be fluid. 
You know, so actually, to be honest, I had just started dating someone and he had been dating someone, to be honest. And this is the thing, you know, um, to be able to move and to be able to, you know, open those windows of opportunity, you have to be able to take risks. And Mm -hmm. it's sitting down and, um, you know, and actually um, through the, the before he proposed, him and I had so many conversations about the realities of us being together, you know, I told him about the guy I was seeing and he told me about the girl and we had conversations with them both before and it was all very sudden and, but it was still, it was sudden, but again, we realized the, you know, we realized the kind of, you know, the kind of, the kind of direction you have to have. It's being fluid, but having direction. You don't just want to be scattered. You got to think about direction. So we knew we wanted to be together, but we had to make sure that, you know, we communicated to those that needed to, but it was certainly something that I did not anticipate. And, you know, it's, it's, um, and you know, what's crazy when we were talking him and I, Ryan, we realized we had been in the same place so many times. I knew you were going to say that. Throughout the rally, we had been in the, (laughs) we had been at lunch together, but just never bumped into each other. In London, we had been in places, literally there's a video of me DJing and he's in the crowd, but we just never, never. So the timing, the timing was right then. Timing is right. And this is what I, why I believe in destiny. But also I, I feel like I had to be in a certain place, you know, so I also, and yeah, you know, I think I'm, if I met him before 30, I wouldn't have been, you know, mm-hmm. so self-assured. And so, you know, I, I, I loved myself more and I was ready to yeah. love properly. And a lot of people say this, a lot of people have met their current partners or nearly met them. And they say, if I'd have met them at that time, it wouldn't have been right. And a hundred percent, I believe in timing. And I wanted to ask you, so it's not that normal for you to meet someone and then 48 hours get engaged. It's extremely How, abnormal. Yeah. Were you worried? Like, how did everyone around you react? And were you worried or were you like, you know what? I followed my gut. They'll they'll believe in me. Well, Jenny, to be honest, that's another thing, right? With sliding door moments. I can't wait to watch a movie because a lot of these moments also are moments for yourselves. And you Mm -hmm. mustn't expect everyone to agree with them or go through the moments with you. I had a lot of issues, if I'm honest. And, you know, out of love, my family were extremely concerned. And so were my friends. You know, it's only now and recently they're coming around. But when you have these moments in life, you have to make those decisions for yourselves. And you mustn't, you know, like I said, you know, it's a movement. And so, you know, I'm going in a certain direction at a certain pace. And, you know, those that love you will catch up with you. But it takes time. So that's why it's your sliding moment, not anyone else's. Exactly, exactly. And you've got to kind of make those decisions for yourself. And I want to ask you, even though you're not going to want to think about this, but do you ever think about what happens if he'd not left at the time he did on that day, if you'd not left on the time he did that day? All the time. How different would your life be right now if you'd not well, have met him then? It would be so different. I mean, because of him, I've, I, I, he lives in Dubai. I part, I part live in Dubai. And because of him, so many things have happened. And, you know, again, I think about it all the time. I have an idea of what my life would have been without him. And, you know, I'm I'm much happier with him. But I certainly, he reckons, and we talk about it all the time, he thinks that we still would have met, but mm-hmm. our circumstances might have been different. And I might have been also, you know, I, I had just met someone and started dating them. So we were probably like um, uh, two weeks into our relationship. You know, if I was a year in, it might have been more difficult to leave him and, you know, um, Ryan's like, oh, you would have ended up with me anyway. But I think that it had <laughs> to be that. that moment and it had to be yeah. that circumstance because if um, someone had said, if I had met him under a different circumstance, I wouldn't have been as open. Exactly. Oh, it really did. This is the stars aligning. I think it's one of my favorite sliding doors moments that I've ever had. So thank really, you so much I mean, for and sharing it's, that. And, and, and also, Jenny, it's real. And it's, it is it's what it real. is. It's real. So, you know, um, so definitely make sure, I mean, him and I, we've just come back. On a, and it's cool. When you meet someone this way, you learn them backwards. So, you know, yeah. after we've been engaged, now it's like, okay, well... Uh, what's your favorite color? What don't yeah. you like to eat? I was like, oh, then Ryan was like, oh, I have a son. I was like, didn't know that. Good to know. <laughs> you learn you learn the person yeah. backwards. And I just want to say there is no there is no one size fits all when it comes to love. Definitely so I really not. want 
Definitely not. Well, that. I'm looking forward to nearly riding a cyclist over and meeting the love of my yeah, life. Yeah, well, and I've got, a keep this I've, got, my mind. I've got a wedding to plan now, which is very exciting. Yes, amazing. Oh, Cuffy, that's great. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Um, and we'll go into talking about your second moment. So the creation of your Oxford University Fund. So we spoke about this a bit before, but this is such an amazing moment. It's so impressive what you've achieved. And I want to kind of take it back to ask you what made you decide to go to Oxford and do your master's and kind of how did creating the fund become such a sliding doors moment for you yeah well I think that you know going to Oxford first of all was extremely again it was not in necessarily if I was if I was just living a life to be a DJ and to be cuppy then that was certainly you know that would actually be off track you know I went at a time when um, I had I had dropped an album. I actually applied. Well, COVID was really a big indicator for me. And I think mm. you'll find a lot of sliding doors moments happen when things unexpected happen. Exactly. You know, and so I remember thinking COVID would never, the pandemic would never end. And I already, because of DJing, I had the opportunity to go to Oxford, but I didn't because I wanted to be in London. And so this felt like a forced break, you know, yeah. and I did, you know, honestly feeling a bit like with your job when you left, I had kind of played with DJing. I wasn't getting the kind of excitement I got out of it. You know, I was making a lot of money. My, you know, my followers were growing, my brand deals were coming in, but I felt unfulfilled and I felt like it was using one side of my brain. Yeah. And so, and you know. It. Again, I can't even lie. I applied to Oxford thinking I wouldn't get in. African Studies is a very, very competitive program. There's only 27 um, successful applicants. Yeah. And I thought, and also, again, just being honest, at the time, it was online. So I thought, I'm just going to engage my brain online. And lo and behold, I get the letter <laughs> from Oxford saying I got in. And even better news, there's a vaccine. So it's all physical. So hey, Cuffy come to Oxford and I was like, like what oh, no. I was like oh no I was literally panicking because I did not plan to leave and move and I spent a year living in Oxford doing my master's and just being I was the oldest student there a lot of people from undergrad so I was with with 20 21 year olds I was a 29 year old and then um again the and I thought oh my you know my musical career is gonna suffer then I get a call from the BBC saying, hey, we want you to host the breakfast weekend show. And I was like, again, great, but wow. So I was doing Monday to Friday at Oxford and then oh Saturday, gosh. Sunday, live on radio from 7 to 11. And it was a very stressful year for me. Um, but also, you know, I'm proud of what I achieved. I didn't get a, a distinction. You know, I literally, my thesis was... Oxford is also, a lot of it is primary research. So I had to do mm -hmm. field work, which I had never done before. It was extremely okay. hard on me um, academic-wise. But, you know, I looked at my certificate and I felt proud. But then on graduation day as well, you know, we're all together celebrating. And one of my classmates didn't graduate. Yeah. And so only 26 of, of us did. And he was actually super bright and he was a young man from Ghana, which is neighboring Nigeria where I'm from. And he didn't graduate because of rent. Mm -hmm. So he had to drop out. And that just broke my heart because, yeah. you know, it's one thing getting into Oxford, coming to the UK, but being unable to complete, not because of academia, but because of resources, it really yeah. broke my heart. And African students don't have access to student loans and financing. And so... It really did make me sad. And so, um, you know, I 
I contacted the university and I said, I really, really, really want to help. And so I'm really proud. We've set up a 10-year fund by the Copy, found, supported by the Copy Foundation, which is for students, but not for the scholar side, for anything that supports them from accommodation down to a winter coat, down to train tickets so they can see their family. Amazing. And I'm really proud of it. And that for me is sliding door because I had to go to Oxford and I had to firsthand mm -hmm. experience, you know, I've been doing so much philanthropic work for years um, with the Save, with Save the Children, for example, um, yeah. working with Princess Trust, even the Tate. But I never understood. It was always sort of give so that people can obviously, you know, be better off. But I thought when it came to academia, you know, it was sort of like, you know, give so people could have scholarships. But imagine actually being there but not being able to stay because of welfare and because yeah. of just basic needs. And so I think that that for me, I had to go through that and I had to essentially feel the pain and the discouragement of someone that actually was mm -hmm. way, 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 way more capable academic than me not graduate because mm -hmm. of that. And so yeah. that I feel like what I really was supposed to do at Oxford was set up this fund and I'm yes. so proud of it. And hey, if there's a degree to 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 um to follow with that, that's fine. But I'm really proud. And I had to see it firsthand. Because sure. being being a student, I'll tell you what got me through was the support system. It was being mm -hmm. able to get on a train and see my dogs. It was being able to go home for Christmas, having a winter coat being able to go and eat and oh it's all these so much things. more than studying isn't it so much more than studying um I think this is amazing and I think what what's so great about these sliding doors moments is is that you had your light bulb moment as you say probably when you were graduating after when your colleague wasn't there but what's so brilliant about this is it's something that you've done but it's going to impact so many people so this is what I mean it's like this ripple effect of the ripple. sliding doors moment because and, yeah yeah and what I really am promoting with this is that I want the next bunch of, I think this year it's 29, they mm -hmm. also, you know, will benefit and be able to seed the fund. Because, you know, I viewed this colleague of mine as someone that had potential and his potential was cut short. And so if we allow everyone to fulfill their potential, then they can open doors for more people. Yeah. And things are so much more authentic when you can personally relate to them. And as you say, I would have you never had to go known. through that experience, 100%. And do you feel like sometimes people that kind of see you on the DJ world and whatever, and they hear about you talk about this stuff, do do they get very surprised that you have this kind of multifaceted side to yeah, you? Yeah, 100%. And this is something I really battle with, with my industry, because, you know, I remember when I said I was going to Oxford, my manager at the time was so upset. You know, it's sort of like in our industry... Or even just simply, you know, leaving radio, you know, everyone tells you you're making a mistake. I'm sure when you left your job, Jenny, it was probably frightening. You know, again, sliding door moments often come with a lot of uncertainty and, yeah. you know, possible drawback in the beginning. That's why it's a sliding door moment, because yeah. it's something that's impactful and something that changes your life forever. So you also have to be, you know, kind of like you know, strong in your own boots to be able to follow that through because there is was the idea of setting up, of course, then I had to raise the money. Yeah. Um, I had to get the, so we seeded 100,000, had to raise that. Then there's getting approval from the university. Mm -hmm. um, there, so it's not just what people see on the surface. We worked on it for over six months, um, but I'm so proud. So you also have to be consistent and you have to be a bit yeah. of a, trooper when it comes to your, you know sometimes the door will open a little bit and you got to push it open as soon as it'll slam in your face and you got to kind of wait for the next one to open but yeah because it's incredible yeah because um you know a lot of people were like you got your degree great everyone was celebrating Off that you part. go and it didn't feel like that was I and with I think with this you'll agree there is a sense of further purpose. You can't always put your mm -hmm. finger on it. I'm like mm -hmm. I didn't just come to Oxford to study. There's you something got the else, feeling. and I'm and now I'm like okay, I got it. 
Yes, the purpose. Oh, Cuppy, it's so great. And I can't wait to see kind of where the fun goes and all the people that you help because like, as you say, your one little thing helps everybody and it's brilliant. Um, so going on to your last moment, I mean, this one's really interesting <laughs> and I keep saying I'm excited about all of them, but this one specifically. So deciding to shave your head. So this is really interesting and I'm really curious to delve into it because I think it's going to bring up a lot of different things to do with identity and how we feel. So mm -hmm. explain why did you decide to shave your head and how was this a sliding doors moment? for you well um I mean I know our viewers can't see this but this was me um <gasps> wow just, full um, shaved 18, head 18 months ago um yeah. and so this was me um you know kind of mid-Oxford and this was me trying to keep up with you know my my the, the the portrayal of my brand being pink and the fact that my I'm in entertainment and there's a certain aesthetic for a woman and me also then feeling frustrated as a full-time student and just feeling overwhelmed and getting rid of this idea of, you know, I have to go to gigs looking a certain way. I have to go with makeup. And again, as a black woman obsessed with the fact that, you know, we're supposed to apparently wear extensions and afros aren't mm -hmm. cool. And so I had a moment where, you know, I felt like, I wanted my fan base to, you know, people were asking me, why haven't you dropped a new single? I'm like, well, I'm in school. So yeah. this was me saying, guys, like, I'm more than, you know, just a pink haired DJ. This is, let's take that off and let's see the other side of me. And let's also get rid of this idea of, you know, because I just about was making it to my gigs in between radio and school. So quite frankly... I didn't have time for glam and I didn't have time to care how I looked and I felt just as beautiful as I do now. Yeah. And so I wanted to, and I do blame myself and I blame a lot of, you know, so-called kind of celebrity and social media influencers. There's just such a high standard and, you know, it's like I personally and honestly, I actually don't like wearing makeup and that's okay. Mm -hmm. If I don't like wearing makeup, it should be fine. But I yeah. can't just talk about it. I've got to be it. I've got to go to exactly. gigs with no makeup. And so I got tired of hair extensions and I was getting enough migraines from the hundred books I had to read a week. Yeah. And I literally did not want to fuss about hair. When you're in Oxford, there's a lot of things you stop fussing about. Yeah, <laughs> and that's one um, of them. And so actually it was a beautiful moment shaving my head off because my mother did it for me. Really? I was um, going to say, how did it feel? Was it scary? Did you change your mind was just scary. before? Was it liberating? Yeah, it was So again, with sliding door moments, like so many emotions come into it. Um, and it was actually in the middle of writing my thesis. And I remember I needed a break and I had called my mom. This is what I'm saying. Being a student is so much more than academia. My support system. I called my mom. I said, you know what? I'm I'm over it. I publicly tweeted I wanted to drop out of Oxford University oh a day before. I was really going through it. And, yeah. you know, my mom said, have a day off. Don't even open your laptop. Don't even look at your thesis. Don't even read your research. And I did that, but I still felt heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's this burden. And I, I just, I remember just, um, you know, um, at the time I had braids and, you know, I thought, okay, cool, I'm going to take them out. And I still felt heavy and, you know, I just felt this thing and I was just like, you know what, I just want, need to breathe. I just want this off. And, um, you know, I called my mom and I was like, mom, I really just, I want to shave my head. And she was like, okay. And she said, well, I'm going to come round. And my mom came round and we had a chat and, you know, and it's, it's always good, you know, again, it was, you got to be careful when you're going through sliding moments, because it's not just a moment, it's a process. You yeah. got to make sure the energy is right around you. There's certain people I would have called that, you know. Exactly, yeah. Would have you been need like. the right support that, you know, kind you of the right what support. you're going through. And, you know, I spoke to my mom and I explained, you know, I feel heavy and I feel like I'm, I don't want, I want let there to be less of an expectation of me because I cannot deliver at the time as well. I had amazing opportunities to do certain things that I just couldn't deliver on because of my time. And I really wanted to see Oxford through and through. And, you know, so I said, I'd I really want to shave my head. So, you know, um, I was like nervous, but once she started, we got it done. And, you know, she kind of did a cute little, like, you know, a little like Afro. And I was like, I yeah. went all off. All off. <laughs> all off and and when I felt that liberation was after when I went in the shower 
and I just stood there and felt every single droplet on my head. Oh my I cannot gosh. tell you if that weight went off. That's when I felt like, okay. And did you mentally feel lighter? Like you talk a lot about you felt the very physical heaviness of, course, of your hair. The physical, I mean, the physical is uh, the byproduct, but it was really mentally. Yeah. And I, and it was, it felt like, you know, I remember the first picture I posted um, of me with short hair. It was so nice to just see my fans just, you know, some people loved it. And just, you know, it wasn't about their reaction. It was more just, hey guys, this is me. You yeah. know, um, and now sometimes, you know, like today I pop wigs on if I mm -hmm. want. And it's about being who you want to be. And that changes. And there is a fluidity and it's okay. If I want to have short hair, it's fine. If I want to have long hair, it's cool. If I want to have, even for my graduation, which was controversial to my fans, yeah. I had, I decided I didn't want pink hair for my graduation. And yeah. so I'm getting people used to there's. It's okay to be who you want to be. And there is no... There is no consistent self. And that's why, you know, I find that fluidity is what's allowing me to have these moments. For sure. And it's inspirational because you're obviously going through a transition period in your life. And I think it's so interesting when we really think about why you decided to do it. When you said at the beginning about how, you know, you needed people to understand that you're not just this one person, but also you needed to understand that you also had the freedom and the choice and yeah, it's so yeah. many things together. And I love the fact that it had such a positive impact on you. And what would you say kind of changed for you after? Like you spoke about yeah. your mental and your physical yeah. state before. Yeah. How was it after yeah. you had it done? Well, because, you know, again, being in the entertainment um, industry, you know, we are very aesthetically driven and I feel like you know it forced people to I felt like you know I just felt like I was um I was I was um I just felt a bit more listened to you know it's mm -hmm. the idea of kind of because don't forget you know one of my brand identities is pink and people yeah. always associated me with having long pink yeah. hair and so taking and you know like I said I use that pink as a weakness of being a female DJ to really stick, you know, my femininity in people's faces. So to take that off, it kind of felt like a back to the basics. Yeah, you know, it felt like start a fresh, a start afresh. And I started going to gigs, and you know, and it was fun, and it was great, and just you know, it was the idea of I had to just hold my head high and be myself, and mm -hmm. you know, it also brought me closer to, um, you know, people that go through conditions with hair. You I was going to say, you must cancer. have inspired so many people. I, yeah, a lot of people actually thought I was, I, that I, I had a disease or I, I had alopecia. And actually, I said it was completely, completely yeah. voluntary. But I also understood the power, you know, there is. And whether or not I'm a black woman, any woman shaving their head off. And actually, a lot of women said they have done at some point in their lives. Mm -hmm. It's extremely liberating and it helps you. It almost takes you back to that you know, the way we were born originally, the way we are, yeah. but without, before we, before we, we become who we're, we're supposed to be or who society wants us to be, it's taking it back to the basics. And so the impact that's had on me is now every day I get to decide how I want to look and mm -hmm. how I want to feel. And it's amazing. Also, it, it, it gave me a sense of, um, actually a nice sense of privacy as well yeah um, and also and, you can be feminine without hair I think that's, that's another the thing, thing isn't it and that's the thing and I was gonna say it was so amazing because you know I still wore my cute dresses and you know I still was myself but it was without uh it felt like me you know it felt like yeah. me being me and you know when I say I felt more listened to I felt like the beautiful feminine thing about me was me not my hair or my makeup yeah. or my eyelashes or my nails and um and it does take bravery to do that and it's such a sliding door thing for me because when you think about how I built my brand over being this pink haired DJ over years to do that felt like a very extreme thing to do and women do this every day yeah but for me it was really taking that off and taking a step back and it was really cool. And I felt more, you know, I was born in this world as Florence and I created Cuppy and it felt like I was getting a little bit back to Florence, which I needed for Oxford. Yeah, that's so great. And do you think that you would be really different now if you hadn't have shaved your head? A hundred percent. I am so much more confident as a person and I'm so much more, 
I think I'm so much more certain. And that's something that I want listeners to understand comes with experience, you know. It was all, and uh, my sliding doors all match with each other. You know, when I met Ryan, when I met Ryan, I was bald at the time. And again, like I said, you know, the old me was probably thinking, oh my goodness, like I could never ever, you know, um, I probably didn't have the confidence to flirt with a guy without a wig on. For sure. Then going back to even just being in Oxford, sometimes our sliding moments merge with each other. But it's really the idea of um, I got to really love myself, you know. Mm-hmm. I got to love myself without anything, without any expectation. And that is the first step, I think, to finding love. And what's great is loving someone because of who you are and if I don't if I wake up sometimes and I don't want the weight of DJ Cuppy that's okay you know I it's about and I still believe actually Jenny I still believe I have a couple more sliding moments to come of course you do. We do every single day. Oh, Cuffy, this has been the most uplifting conversation. I've loved it. You're so inspirational, but your moments are brilliant. And you've got such an infectious outlook on life. And I think you really show people that you can go out and do it. You try, you fail, you succeed. Uh, we just need to live life and go and do what we want to. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I really want everyone to remember to you know, be fluid um, with direction, of course. And sometimes, you know, you got to pull that, that door open with two hands. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Cuppy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sliding Doors. If you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring, I would love it if you could rate, review, share and subscribe. Thank you so much. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.